Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and welcome to another episode of Movement Radio. I am Chip Hazard. I'm Talon Williams. I'm Roger Sierra. And I'm Braden Howard. And week two is here. What a crazy week week one was in the NFL. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Are You Ready for Some Football? Before we jump into it, man, how would you guys feel about week one? Well, isn't that sort of jumping into it? How did you want to jump into it? <laughs> well, I was going to do this uh, quick trivia to let him warn you guys so you didn't have time to prepare for this question. I have no preparation whatsoever. That's I'm the never point. Prepared. That's the point. <laughs> well, go ahead. You're always prepared like Preparation H. <laughs> Whatever you use to help you, my man. Go ahead. Wait, how All many right. questions are you doing? It's just one question. But oh, it's word. Gonna, okay. But it's going to be a top five. Top five? Oh, yep. Is this like Jeopardy? No, no. <laughs> so here's do, what he's going to do. Do I have to answer in the form of a question? No. You'll just write down your answers. Uh, five to one. Or oh. one to five, however you feel comfortable. Okay, um, sure. Yeah. So for this week, now that week one is done, name the top five receiver duo going into week two. The top five receiver duos going into week two. Yep. Hmm. Okay. So uh, we just saw week one happen. Who were the top five duos dominating week one? I'm ready, man. Oh, All what right. the fuck is that guy's name? All right. Well, while you other two ponder, go, Braden, go on and tell me what you think the top five are. You don't have to tell me like if you ordered one to five, just tell me what the five. This is got. going off of week one performance, right? Because I'm gonna, yep. I'm going to say some out of pocket shit. All right. Yeah. Hey, for when I was looking this up, I was like, "Fuck, there's no way." But yep. We're going to go five to one. All right. So, uh, number five, <laughs> on the Rams, Puka Nakua and Tutu Atwell just completely shredded the, uh, who was it? Who did they play? The Seahawks. Seahawks, yep. And I don't even know how. Puka Nakua had 15 targets. I don't know how many receptions he had, but Matt Stafford made him look like a superstar. And Tutu Atwell made some clutch catches. That was number five. Uh, number four. Calvin Ridley and the uh, the Jaguars. Calvin Ridley and Zay Jones absolutely shredded uh, the Colts. Calvin Ridley came out and he showed why the Jags wanted to go out and trade for him. Then, she is so bad he lagged himself out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, number three, I put Justin Jefferson and Jordan Addison. Jordan Addison had a touchdown. Jefferson had like a buck ninety receiving yards, if I'm not mistaken. Both of them balled out. They took the L, but still they they killed it. Uh, number two, I put Debo and Brandon Ayuk. They definitely killed it against the Steelers defense, which I did not expect whatsoever. And uh, number one, I put Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. That was a really high scoring game, and they both went nuts. Tyreek more so than Waddle, but still. That was my five to one. Okay. Well, I don't um, want you guys to do like your the name number one through five or five to one or anything like that. Because oh, I thought you said. I thought. Well, I said don't worry about one. I thought you said don't worry about one through five or five to one. Okay. Yeah. I'll take my numbers away then. Um. So, as you can see on my little board here, uh, I didn't know the the receivers' names for the Rams, and I had no fucking clue how to spell them. But I put Rams. <laughs> they have uh, like six receivers, though. I, I mean, I, it's the two that Braden said. I just, I could not spell their names for the life of me. Puka Nakua. That's what I was like. 
I'm out. <laughs> um, and then uh, I had Zay Jones and Calvin Ridley from the Jags. Uh, I actually put uh, Amon Ross St. Brown and uh, Khalil Raymond from the Lions. I, I uh, uh, who you, who you said it's Calvin Ridley and who? Zay Jones? Yeah. Mm-hmm. From the Jags. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I had uh, Amon Ross St. Brown and is it Khalil or Khalif Raymond? Khalif, Khalif, Khalif Raymond. Raymond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, then I had Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle and Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel. There was there was another player that balled out, but you asked for duos. So yeah. John, do you have your five? Yeah, in no particular order. The Rams receivers, I couldn't remember their names. I just knew one of them's last name was Tutu or something like that. Um, Zay Flowers and Calvin Ridley obviously had a big day. Uh, Zay Jones, you mean? Zay Jones. I don't know why I said Zay Flowers. Um, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown and uh, and Raymond had had a good game. Tyreek and Jalen, even though Tyreek overperformed, in my opinion, with over 200 yards uh, receiving, and Debo and, you know, what? Did he not have over 200 yards receiving? I, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm confused as to how you would say that the receiver on your team overperformed. Like, don't you want him to perform like that every game? Be just because I say somebody's second. overperforming doesn't mean I'm disagreeing with it. <laughs> I mean, he overperformed. I, I, he did. It, it's a good thing. I'm not saying it's a negative thing i'm just saying saying he overperformed you know he balled out it it sounded like you were saying it in a negative manner because you're like even though he overperformed i was like what hold on (laughs) just take what i say at face value don't look (laughs) all right what happened to roger he said he'd be right back oh okay all right so i won't go and go through these five so um, I'm trying to see. I think you guys all got. Uh, I think Braden won with four out of five. One, two, three, four. Two, three, one. Who who were the? All right. So I'm gonna actually do it in order five through one. Um, I figured it'd be kind of hard to actually pinpoint them exactly, but number five, the the duel of Brendan Ayuk and Debo Samuel. Um, combined, they had 13 out of 15 receptions, 184 yards. Um, Brandon Ayuk was actually 8 for 8 on receptions of 129. He averaged 16.1 yards, and Debo averaged 11 yards. Uh, they combined for two touchdowns, but both of them were Brandon Ayuk. Number okay. four duo was Chris Olave and Rashid Shahid. 13 out of 16 receptions, 201 yards combined. Alave obviously had 112. He averaged 14 yards, and Shahid actually averaged 17.8 yards, and he also had the only touchdown in the duo. Number three is JJ and Jordan Addison, 13 out of 18, 211 combined yards, but obviously it's inflated because JJ had 150 yards. Um, he averaged 16.7, Addison averaged 15.3, and there was only one touchdown. It was actually Addison, which I thought it was JJ when I went through it, but no. Number two, Tutu Atwell and Puka Nakua. They were 16 out of 23, 238 combined, and they actually split it evenly with 119 yards each. 
Tutu averaged 19.8 yards, while Nakua averaged 11.9. They didn't get any touchdowns because for some reason when they get, went down the field, they were not targeted. Makes no sense to me. And number one is obviously the, the Dolphins duo of Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, 15 out of 24. Yes, it's very inflated because, you know, Tyree Kill had 215 yards, but they combined for 293. Uh, but they both actually averaged exactly 19.5 yards per reception each, and then two touchdowns went to Tyree Kill. And actually, the sixth place team was uh, Jacoby Myers and Devontae Adams, with Jacoby Myers outdoing Devontae Adams. What was the biggest surprise of this week? The Jets win. The Jets winning on a walk-off punt. That or Deshaun Watson back rubbing the Bengals to sleep. Man, that was... <laughs> you I gotta remember. Was, I didn't expect LA to walk into Seattle with no-name receivers and completely dice up Seattle. And Seattle had no offense whatsoever the uh, the second half. I think they had a total of like 10 yards second half. They felt flat on their face. I did not expect that. I wasn't expecting the blowout on Sunday night. Like I was expecting the Cowboys to, to do good. I mean, I, had the, I picked the Giants to win as I figured it'd be a close game. I wasn't expecting 40 to nothing. That first drive looked very, very promising. I was like, okay, we're going to get something going here. And then, boom, it was gone in an instant. Um, that's what happened. We talk about no receivers at all. <laughs> yeah, can we talk about how pedestrian the Eagles' offense looked? Almost losing to uh, well, the Patriots. I will mm-hmm. say though, that, that there's a new OC there, and it's going to take a little bit of time. New running back too. I'm, I'm just saying they 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 looked like they took two steps back from last year. Yeah, I would say you can say that about the offense, but how do you explain them letting three touchdowns from Mac Jones? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did they score an offensive touchdown? Who? Eagles. The Eagles? Uh, yeah. yeah, Jalen Hurts, I think, ran in one or oh. two. Did he not? I think he let me go to... I, I'm not sure that they scored a an offensive touchdown. Jalen Hurts ran one in. Oh, no, he uh, no he passed one. It went to uh, Devontae Smith. Okay. okay. Yeah. I thought yeah, he ran Devon- it in. Yeah, Devontae Devontae was seven of forty seven in a touchdown. Um, but let's 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 real quick hit on the, the, the big news of the week. Aaron Rodgers done for the season, torn Achilles. Mm-hmm. That sucks what for you, football in general, man. Yeah. What was that? Um do you what? Said it sucks for football? Yeah, I mean, you think about it. I mean, as much as much as people hate on the Jets and Aaron Rodgers, I understand that, but like the competitiveness that he brings compared to what someone of Zach Wilson or like a Joe Flacco is going to give the Jets. I think it's good for football, good from a fan perspective, and we're actually going to see the Jets be good again, I think. So it does suck. It does suck because there was a lot of hype going into that, like the entire offseason. That's all we talked about. But uh, I think it's great for football because we don't have to hear Aaron Rodgers bitch about his teammates. Don't being worry. a shit, being a shit leader. You'll uh, still hear him, bitch. You'll right. still, you're, his, you're still his, his opinion bitch. won't matter because his ass ain't on the field. Right. Go Did ahead. You guys go, also... go, go be on undisputed with Skip Bayless. Go ahead and, and do that. And, shit. <laughs> right. Uh, and then uh, the Ravens losing J.K. Dobbins for the season. Mm. That one broke as well. immediately. Like really? Come on. 
That one broke my heart, man. I was like, damn. For like This was the That's... second year in a row he's had a bad yep. season-ending injury. Man. It just sucks, man. I, I wanted nothing but the best for that guy. And like He's such a good person and a good teammate, and it just sucks that he's, his career is probably done. He's a really good player, too. It just never gets a chance to play. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, 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 I pinpointed both of those injuries to ask, what are you guys' opinion on artificial turf? Not turf sucks in general. Yeah. If, turf, if turf you look sucks. at our injuries across the league, most of the time it's happening at the at MetLife or Washington's field. Or Bengals. Yeah. It's no coincidence, it, I'll tell you that. No. And not to mention the fact that, you know, it's artificial turf, which means that it's synthetic. And most of the time you get tackled or something like that, you know, you got synthetic stuff getting kicked up, dust all around and stuff like that. And people breathe it in. There's a big, like, I can't remember who it was. I think it was Eric Berry who caught Hodgkin's lymphoma. And they're not saying that he got it from the AstroTurf, but they're pretty much the artificial turf. But they're saying that artificial turf has been known in the past to be linked to different diseases and stuff like that because of the the fibers and different things that they use to create the synthetic or to yeah. different stuff to create to create the artificial turf does arrowhead you know? have artificial turf i don't i don't think arrowhead does i know cincinnati's field does metlife stadium does uh the uh washington has an artificial turf atlanta has artificial turf really any indoor stadium has artificial turf um, it is dumb. Just go ahead and get the stupid skylight dome top and just let the sun come in and while you're in freaking shine on your grass and just maintain it. So, so, so the uh, the World Cup announced that they are moving away from artificial turf this year and will play the World Cup on real grass. Why can the NFL not do it? We pay the, these these teams, owners, whatever, are paying hundreds of millions of dollars to have these stadiums built we can pay for upkeep on regular real grass my what opinion if, i think it's different if, for soccer yeah. they're doing a lot more running what was the what? uh what's the super bowl play, played on uh that, that, sh- that, that it's not artificial turf but it was still turf that shit grass you guys not remember that shit? That was god awful. I don't remember what it, uh, it was supposed to be. The it was new turf, but it was worse. Yeah, it was bubbling up. Well, yep. that it was coming out, ripping off, yeah. like it was not setting at all. Every yeah. time someone would get close to a sack or anything, like someone would make a breakaway, someone would slip. Yep. <laughs> yep. Terrible. Yeah. Um, hey, let's, go ahead, let's go ahead and hit the keynote for the week. Well, well, let me ask one more question though before we uh, before we get going. How do you guys feel about what Mike Tarico said when he said that the Lions' win should have an asterisk next to it because Chris Jones and uh, Travis Kelsey didn't play? Uh, next man up. Two, two Thank you. My my thing that never made sense Thank is you. is whenever a team does lose a big player and they lose, they never say that. But for some reason, this time they're, they're trying to cover up the Chiefs' fucking loss. Yeah. Right. Because whenever Tom Brady went out for the Patriots, they weren't like, well, the team beat him, but they didn't have Tom Brady. No, they just said, hey, right. shit happened. When he, when he was suspended the, uh, those four games and you had to face Jimmy G and Jacoby Brissett, oh, no one, didn't they win two of those games? Yep. 
So oh, it's like, you know, you didn't you, you didn't say, oh, well, this win doesn't count because Tom Brady didn't play. You know what I mean? Oh, but if it and even with the loss, it's like, uh, it'll be okay, you know. But no, you'll do it for Pat Mahomes because that's your poster boy, right? Okay. Well, we're trying to take away from the Lions, who did win, thankfully. Yep. Um. So, uh, real quick, everybody, uh, everybody's record from Week One. Uh, Chad won the week, uh, ten wins, six losses. Roger came in second with nine wins, seven losses. Talon was third for with eight and eight, and Braden and I were tied seven and nine. Um, yeah. So, uh, already third I, place. Yeah. I think <laughs> the, I think the big takeaways were Lions beating the Chiefs. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, literally none of us except for Roger seen that coming. Um, I think the Browns beating the Bengals was was kind of a shocker to most of us all of us had picked the Bengals to win that one um was that upset of the week the you think other big uh, the score, I mean, yeah cowboys okay. beating the giants 40 to nothing uh that was that was a big one None and then the uh jets beating the bills in overtime with a uh walk-off punt i thought that was um, you guys also kind down Baker big, Mayfield. You know, uh, Baker played good, man. Key moments from this week. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think? I mean, like, oh I said, yeah, do you guys down Baker Mayfield beating the Vikings? Is it for me? <laughs> What's that record going to be? Week sixteen doesn't matter. Okay. All right. Okay. What was game of the week in your opinion? Uh... Dolphins Chargers. Come on, Um, that was the that that game was the closest. It was literally down to the wire. Like it had drama, it had intrigue. You didn't know what was going to happen. Bills Jets. I don't know. Saints and Titans were a good one too. Saints and Titans was good. Bills Jets went into overtime and the Jets won on a on a walk off punt. Uh, um, go ahead, Raj, because I, I have a question about the Jets Bills game. Well, I was also going to say that it wasn't a close game, but the uh, Panthers Falcons game was actually good too. Yeah, yeah. But go ahead. Uh, yeah, before we move on to week two picks, uh, tripping or no tripping? No. Overtime. No. No, after watching it back, uh, the Bills guy did a double move and got the guy to whiff, and he jumped out. Like, when the guy whiffed on the tackle, he just went straight horizontal, and he tried to jump around him, and it was just entanglement of defeat with an intentional trip. Braden? I don't think so. I mean, I think that there's been a lot of calls this week with the tripping. I mean, like, sometimes the shit just happens, you know I mean? There was one time in the in the Chiefs uh, Lions game it got called and I mean literally you just David Montgomery just got put on his ass it wasn't even his fault but especially with uh, the game last night I don't I don't think so. Allen, I don't think so either. I mean hell it ain't like a coach tripping a player going down the sideline like what, what they did in Pittsburgh. What, what team was that again? <laughs> the Pittsburgh Steelers. I thought they just did that. Oh no, was it in the Dolphins that no. day? No, the P- Pittsburgh did it, and the Dolphins. I'm sorry, uh, the Jets did it. 
How does how does Mike Tomlin get away with that? I don't I don't get it. He's Mike Tomlin. No, no, he was, doing, Mike Tomlin. he was doing his job. He was on the sideline doing his job. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go with that. All right. All right. Um, so any, go? well, I'll just say um, before we wrap up week one, um, yep. who are some of your guys like heroes of the week? Um, I'm going to say the guy I've been telling even last season, Brees Hall. I think he was Brees the hero of the week. Um, uh, then uh, Jacoby Myers coming out of nowhere after being nothing. In, well, I don't. I want to say I don't want to say nothing, but not being as relevant in New England and coming to the Raiders and pretty much being the consistent like driver for them. Um, yeah, he was another one, and uh, obviously Tyreek Hill, fucking yeah. trying to make himself be the number one receiver, um, and um, Justin Fields still played pretty good with that shit off his yeah. line. <laughs> uh, I, I have three that kind of stand out for me, um, and and they're all all rookies. Um, Bijan Robinson balled yes. out in, yeah. in in Atlanta. I thought he did amazing there. I'm a Bijan fan. I don't like the Falcons, but I'm a Bijan fan. That dude is going to be something amazing. Um, Zay Flowers in uh, Baltimore. Baltimore. Um, the way he was carving up the Houston defense was insane. And I mean, it's not like Houston has a terrible defense. They've actually got a much better defense than people think they do. Uh, and then the other one was Will Anderson Jr. Uh, for the Texans. Um, he only had one sack on the game, but he was consistently pressuring Lamar Jackson into making mistakes the entire game. So you, you actually so. took my next question after we answered. I was going to ask about the rookies that stood out, but... Oh, yeah, my bad. My <laughs> <laughs> uh, two heroes, I think, definitely... Uh, Puka Nakua was... Wow. I think he shocked everyone. You know, I did... Yeah. In the draft process, he was really high on a lot of guys' boards, but, you know, a mid-round pick, you don't expect to come out week one and do what he did. 15 targets and just the production he had in key moments was really, really impressive. And uh, a guy on the defensive side of the ball, Aiden Hutchinson, yeah. I don't think he did mm. not get credit for that Lions win. He was on Patrick Mahomes' ass all night long. And even wherever they shifted him from the outside, wherever he was struggling when uh, the no call was getting called on the offensive line, they shifted him inside. And then he just gave that guard all sorts of trouble. And I think he really, really did good this week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm always a Hutch man myself. <laughs> yeah, Hutchinson's great, man. Um, obviously, call me a homer if you will, man. But Tyreek Hill played awesome, but also Tua played good too, man. 466 yards, the fourth. Um, in 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 week ones, I, I saw the stat earlier today. Week one, most passes thrown in a week one game. It was like somebody I can't remember who it was at the top, but then it went Tom Brady, Dan Marino, and then Tua. You know, Tua has Tua when he's healthy, he's awesome. You know, um, somebody else that I wanted to give from give give some flowers to man, Calvin Ridley coming back and oh, yeah. then having the game that he had. Calvin really balled, man, and he's gonna be he is the number one guy in Jacksonville now, in my opinion. I think he if they if they can just if he can stay consistent, then Jacksonville's gonna have no trouble, you know, sweeping the division. Um, and the 
I'd say heroes. If you want to pick three, I'm taking that front seven of the of the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Seven sacks, you know, just eating Danny Dimes up. Like you know, Michael Parsons literally. He Danny Dimes goes back to throw. Literally stands there for like three seconds, and all of a sudden, there goes Michael Parsons, and it's like, God, he had what two sacks on the day, and a forced fumble, something like that. That's the thing I want to add on to that. It did not matter what offensive line you put in front of them that night. It did not matter. They were eating anyone alive. They would have ate Patrick Mahomes alive, Josh Allen. It did not matter. They were killing them. I'm, I'm going to say this, and, and I'm not a big Dallas Cowboys fan, but I'm going to say this. Dallas Cowboys could have a top three defense in the league. They oh, they could, do. I mean, now, granted, it was against the Giants, so – it's just one uh, game. Uh, not, sir, don't even say that. But last season, we wasn't saying that same thing when the Giants was out there doing work. You're right. I agree with you 100%. <laughs> but I wasn't expecting this defense of Dallas. I wasn't expecting – because Dallas last year's defense wasn't as good as what I seen last night. They're healthier. Or Saturday. Well, two Sunday. rookie offensive linemen for the Giants, I think, played a big part in that too. But still well, – Yeah, that's that's a tough matchup to go against Michael Parson, like. <laughs> oh. well, can, well, not just also I, uh, D Law too. Like, come on. Go ahead, Chip. Can I? Can I add one more? Of course. Gibson from the Jets. Yes, yes. The one that the yeah, one that yeah. uh, did the punt return. Yeah. You know, it was you know what's so crazy because there was a thing. He was like, what was it? Wasn't he the last player picked on the fifty-three man roster? Did, he was a walk-on. He, he was a he was a UDFA. He was a he was a star on Hard Knocks. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. And then uh, they said, "Hey, you're a Jet," you know. So you know, he um, gets his big moment. You know. So last question for Week One. Uh, Chip already answered his, but I was going to go like the rookies that stood out to you um, or just performed better than expectations. And I'm going to start with um, Anthony Richardson. Um, his team didn't did win, but he did really good. Um, they actually did not run him a lot, which to me, surprised me because I expected him to Cam Newton him and just forced to run, but he stayed yep. in that pocket pretty well. Um, the offensive line did try to uh, protect him well. He did get sacked four times, but most of those were like bootleg scrambles. Um, yeah, but no, he he was uh, twenty four for thirty seven, two hundred thirty three yards, uh, two hundred twenty three yards. Sorry, he had a touchdown and INT, but he'll get used to it. It's that pace of the NFL. He's the rookie quarterbacks are bound to throw interceptions. Um, uh Addison from the Vikings. Um, he really helped give a cushion to Justin Jefferson by being so uh dangerous of a threat, uh, like I've said earlier. And Bijan Robinson probably would be my number three uh for that. Um we had high expectations for him and he exceeded them already. Um, granted, the Panthers defense isn't that great, but if this is what we expect to see him going against teams in that division. Falcons may fuck around and actually win it. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I'll I'll add one to to my rookies with CJ Stroud. Uh and I know it, Homer pick, but like <laughs> that kid, like it, it, look at his actual stats, he balled out. Yeah, he did a good job, man. Zay Jones did a good job. Uh um, oh hold on. Give me Zay Flowers. Uh Zay Flowers, but yeah, Zay Flowers yeah. would be my guy. Who well, I drafted yeah. in three on the watch leagues. And then somebody in one league, not going to say anybody's name here, took him from me. And uh, in another league, <laughs> a little fantasy football talk, ladies and gentlemen. Because uh. <laughs> why not? But now, Bijan Robinson definitely, man, was was incredible. 
this week. You know, he, he did real good. You know, Bryce Young was okay, but, you know, some play. I think Anthony Richardson had a better game, had a better uh, debut than, than, Bryce, than Bryce Young did. did. Oh, you're hitting yourself in the head. What's going on, Braden? Uh, I just remembered a rookie that did really, really good that impressed me. He wasn't on the stat sheet. Didn't do crazy good, but uh, Kyron Williams on the Rams, he actually got more touches than uh, Cam Akers. And he oh, was yeah. off for about yeah. five, six yards of carry. Like, it was insane. I was like, holy cow. Yeah. Like, I, I loved him in the draft process, but I did not expect him to get that much work. No, he, he definitely showed up and like, definitely – that's still gonna, that's gonna be such a nasty backfield tandem right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely good. Yeah. Uh, before we jump on to uh, week two picks, do you guys want to go over the power rankings? I guess the top ten. Okay. Do you want NFL or ESPN? Because there's two completely different rankings. Um, NFL. Yeah. NFL. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right, we'll go NFL power rankings. At ESPN, uh, that's why I didn't. Uh, uh, here we go, NFL. Here we go. All right. So, of course, we always uh, start with our teams first, just to see where our teams lie. Uh, the Houston Texans fall at number thirty-one this week. Yep. Uh, staying in the same spot where they were. Stupid fucking thing work. All right. All right. Uh. Scrolling up for there. Jesus, the Giants dropped nine spots. That's funny. Um, Should be marching The back. Denver Broncos are ranked at 20. We didn't move yeah, at all. Yeah, Broncos are ranked at 20. So, real quick, I want to talk about the Broncos because they're doing the same situation um, as last year. We lost a game by a fucking point again. This is like, nope. out of the last two seasons, I think we've lost five or six games by a point and then like 12 games by a score like a touchdown or less and it's fucking irritating me so much to always be right there and not win <laughs> i'd rather get blown out at this point just fucking make it embarrassing uh, <laughs> i hope he figures it out <laughs> <laughs> well while he is figuring that out i'm gonna go ahead and, uh, i'm gonna hit him with a mute and i want to finish this up so uh Next on the list is going to be the um, it's going to be no, we're going to go straight to number 10. Um, one from there, number 10 is Baltimore Ravens. Um, they lost Mark Andrews in week one, um, so or for week one, obviously, the loss of JK Dobbins, but you guys were still able to perform. Zay Flowers and Lamar Jackson had a really good connection. Um, like I said, I thought Zay Flowers would probably be rookie of the year earlier in the year. Um, going up right there from 10 to 9, we're going to the Jets. Um, I, I'm not going to say they don't deserve to be ranked well, but I think this luck game shouldn't make them rank number 9, in my opinion. Um, from there, number 8, the Bills, even though they lost, they dropped down from 3 to 8 after this go-home punt, and Josh Allen also shit in the bed and throwing too many uh, interceptions, in my opinion, but they'll figure it out. Uh, seven, Jacksonville Jaguars. They look as good as they did at the end of last season. So, still at high expectations. Number six, the Lions. Um, I like them, but I don't expect them to be in the top ten right now. <laughs> uh, crazy. They jumped from 11 to, to six, but 
It's week one. We'll see. Next up at number five, talent teams, the Dolphins. Um, yeah, we, we've talked about it before. The Dolphins, when Tua is healthy, is a dangerous team. Definitely deserve it to be in the top ten. Um, number four is the Cowboys. I guess Skip Bayless is right sometimes. I'm going to move on from there. <laughs> Dropping, for some reason, is the Eagles down to number three. Don't don't get that. Um, uh, they won, but still anyway. dropped a spot. I, I don't, I don't we'll, get we'll, that one. We'll get this. Right above them at number two, dropping from one to two, is the Chiefs, even though they lost. <laughs> and number one, the team we said had the potentiality of going to a championship um, and being very dominant, and that's the 49ers. They, they showed out. Uh, first game. It was the, the Steelers, though, and the only person performing for the Steelers was T.J. Watt. Uh, but Christian McCaffrey just out there doing CMC oh. stuff. Uh, yeah. And then um, Brenda Ayuk, we talked about it, being dominant. Uh, Debo out there uh, being the number two option randomly. I thought that was weird, but Ray Ray McLeod also did his job. Um, he didn't get a lot of looks his way, but he was there for – um, good blocking and also just taking up space in the zone area, which is what a slot receiver should do for the most part. Um, but Brock Purdy over here still laying big old big old Brock Dick Purdy over there. Well, I mean, he's just he showed up week one and proved that last season was not a fluke, that he wasn't Mr. Irrelevant. Like he he is him for the 49ers. Yeah. All right, so jumping over to uh, week two, we'll start with the Thursday night game. Uh, we got Vikings versus Eagles. I'm going with the Eagles to win this. Um, I think they they bounce back from the the slow kind of sloppy start they had week one and have a little more continuity in week two. Um, I am also go ahead, go ahead. I am also going with the Eagles to win this one. Uh, I yeah, think, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, we're probably all gonna go Eagles here. Something that is gonna be key in this matchup is uh, Garrett Bradbury, the center for the Vikings, is gonna be out. So mm-hmm. that defensive line for the Eagles is gonna give Kirk Cousins all sorts of problems like they usually do. So be mindful of that and uh, just remember that this is in Philly. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, but since it's a Philly, it's easily going to go the Eagles' way. Um, they don't really lose at home uh, anymore. But no, it's. I think this is going to be such a harder matchup for the Vikings because of obviously the defensive line being too stout, but also defensive backs are really good at covering Justin Jefferson. Yes. Yeah, I uh, Eagles. Chad Eagles. is also going Eagles. Oh, of course, <laughs> Chad's going to go Eagles. Every game this year. If the Eagles are playing, you don't have to ask who Chad is. Except, except against the Packers. Yeah, except against the Packers, yes. <laughs> well, speaking of the Packers, <laughs> we'll we'll move on to our Sunday games. And uh, the first game of the, the day is going to be Packers versus Falcons. Um, this, this will be in Atlanta, so. Yes, it'll be in Atlanta. I'm going to go Falcons to win this. Uh, the Packers did look good uh in game one uh but so did the falcons and i'm not convinced that the packers can stop Bijan robinson right now 
I think the only reason why Jordan Love had the game that he had was because he was against a shitty Bears team, and I don't. I think the Falcons are a way better team than the uh, Chicago Bears. That being said, though, nah, Bijan's still gonna kill it. I'm gonna go Atlanta also. We can't say Bijan, but um, Kyle Pitts had a really good showing this last week too. He, he, he did. did. He did. He did. <laughs> there goes that Braden <laughs> face again. <laughs> no. He did not have a good showing. We're, 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 we're just gonna get that face put on a shirt. That's gonna be the next. <laughs> Stat wise, he did not do good, but he was out there blocking Falcons and causing issues. R.I.P. R.I.P. Falcons pass catchers. Nah. Nah, this man with the hate in his blood already. So, so who 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 are you going uh, with, Braden? I'll actually go Packers on this one. I think it really comes down to uh, Desmond Ritter versus the Packers defense. I think Jordan Love will do just enough to get the job done, but I think the Falcons matchup last week with the Panthers defense, it was very messy, and I think a couple of their scores for the Falcons were a little fluky. So... I got to go Packers here as much as I do want to go Falcons. And I do think that Bijan will dominate. I just don't think that Desmond Ritter will be able to get it done late in the game if they have to go throw the ball on this Packers defense. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm also going to go Packers for the simple fact that Aaron Jones is still there. I think they're going to start – the Packers are going to start pretty quick and fast trying to get the score up, forcing the Falcons to go more pass-heavy than run-heavy. Um and yeah, Desmond Reader is still not a quarterback to trust. Um, if the Falcons are able to sustain the, uh, if, sorry, if the Falcons are able to sustain the Packers well enough to make their own run game efficient to start up the game, then I can see it happening. But I still think the Packers are with the weapons they have around them and their defense is still going to be able to squeak this one out. Something to monitor this week will be uh, the status of Aaron Jones. I think he will play, but watch him to be a little bit limited with that hamstring. I still like A.J. Dillon to pick up the slack, though, for sure. Oh, yeah. That's a good one-two combination in Green Bay. That's really, I think, the only – well, I won't say the only thing, but it's definitely a, a key focal point is, the, is that two-headed monster in the backfield. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's held up for years. Yeah. Uh, Next up, we got Raiders versus Bills, uh, and this is going to be in Buffalo. Um, I'm going to go Bills on this one. Uh, I I think there's going to be some bounce back to the the bad play they had on Monday night. Um, I I just think that they're going to get... They're going to progressively get better as long as uh, Josh Allen's elbow holds up. Yeah, this is definitely a revenge game. I'm going to go ahead and say Bills to win this one. This is a classic 1-0 versus 0-1 matchup. You want to look at the 0-1 team to bounce back at home, and you definitely see the talent with the uh, the Bills for sure playing at home. You know how the Bills fans are. It's a definitely big-time bounce-back game for the Bills. Um, Yeah, I'm going to go Bills. Um I don't think the Raiders' defense is good enough to keep causing as many issues for Josh Allen um, that he was facing against the Jets. Because um, we got to admit, the Jets' defense is easily going up and being one of the top defenses in the league. Um, oh, yeah. 
but no, the Raiders, uh, Max Crosby is really the only point, and I feel like the uh, sorry, the Bills' offensive line is good enough to at least keep him back. I know he'll he'll probably get a sack or two. Um, Max Crosby's just that nasty, but overall, the Bills I think are going to be our bouncing back. Uh, we know how Josh Allen is on revenge tours. Um, he might not even throw an interception in this game. Hopefully, so we'll see. All right, uh, Chad is also going Bills on this one. Who do you pick for the uh, Falcons-Packers game? Packers. <laughs> did, I mean, did you even have to ask? <laughs> uh, you didn't have so to. We, we move on from Raiders-Bills. We're going to go Ravens-Bengals. Uh, Braden, I'll let you start this one <laughs> off since you are a Ravens fan. And a Bengals fan. <laughs> the house divided. House, house divided. Yeah. So, uh, with as much as I do want to pick the Ravens here, I think it definitely comes down to a lot of key injuries. Uh, we do know the big one is J.K. Dobbins, but a lot of people do forget that Marcus Williams with his peck, he is probably going to be out a little bit. Uh, Ronnie Stanley, I don't expect him to play as well as Tyler Linderbaum. That's two key guys on the offensive line and a defensive leader on the back end. So I think going into Cincinnati with uh, a couple of different guys in different places, this offense didn't impress me the way I thought it would. I know it's going to be slow, but going up against a tough Cincinnati team overall in Cincy, I don't expect us to win. But uh, the Bengals, I think, is a little bit fluky. Week one, that was a tough Browns defense, I know, but – like I said before, when when we were talking before the podcast, it was a monsoon in Cleveland. So I expect the Bengals to get back on track here, get a win at home. All right. What about uh, you, Chip? I, I actually I went Bengals as well. Uh, it's something about that that Joe Burrow revenge. We've seen it before, like when he gets mad and after a, a tough loss to the Browns like they had last week. Now, again, they like Braden said, they did play in a monsoon, uh, but that almost didn't affect Deshaun Watson. I mean, that dude still right. balled out. Uh, but I, I think that, that Burrow and the Bengals come back. Now, now the big question is, is T. Higgins going to play? Did he get hurt? No, but he is refusing to sign an extension and wants out. Oh, he'll still play. I don't blame him. I'm also so. going to go with the. I'm also going with the Bengals in this game. Okay. I am going to go with the Ravens. Um, I still think Lamar. Like I said earlier, Lamar's got a lot to prove this season. Um, this is one of the big tests that he has to get over this season. Um, there are tons of key injuries on the Ravens side, but I still think him and Zay Flowers are going to make things happen. Um, Gus Edwards is going to have to step up. Is he your number one right now, or did he get passed? I. It's tough to say, but it's looking like Justice Hill is more like the one right now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Justice Hill really stepped up when Dobbins went down. Or is it going to be Melvin Gordon? Get the hell out of here. <laughs> uh, but no. Uh, I thought they released him. No, he's not. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, and now he's actually gonna have to he's gonna have to stay because of the injuries he has. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> uh, but no, um, yeah, I think it really depends if Andrew, Mark Andrews can come back or not. Um, he's still questionable. They haven't really said for sure if he's going to be there or not for the week. Um, still early in the week for him to say that uh, whether or not. So I think if he comes back, I think he's going to be able to create that space that he's used to and open up more lanes. Maybe Odell Beckham shows up instead of just taking money from you guys. Um, but yeah, I'm going to What? Play fine week one, man. Okay. But he had, <laughs> what, two two catches? He made one that counted. <laughs> That's what everybody's excuse for his whole career has been. He made a good catch. <laughs> Uh, sorry. Uh, and, and Chad also went with the Bengals here. Uh, next up, we move to uh, Seahawks versus Lions. This is in Detroit. Lions. Uh, okay, Lions going Lions. Is, is, any, is anybody not going Lions? Besides Chad. Actually, Chad picked the Lions. Oh, he's jumping on the bandwagon. You lion. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is Barry Sanders statue reveal at home. The only thing I just don't want them to get high off that Chiefs win and come home and just shit the bed. Well, we know Dan Campbell's better than that. He's going to tell them to get that shit off uh, out of their mind and everything like that. So it won't. I don't think they're going to be worried about that. Um, but I am impressed. That is with- that a look. Huh? I think with as bad as Seattle looked, I don't think there's any chance Detroit drops this game. No, no. I I think Pete Carroll is going to try to make come back and make this a lot harder than we expected to. But I still think that the mentality, like we said, the culture that Dan Campbell's brought in is definitely in full effect. And I mean, we watched it. Every guy on the line was grinding out there week one. Oh yes. yeah, they yes. never felt out of the game. It never seemed like they were out of the game. Um, no. Even when they were making mistakes, it wasn't a big enough mistake to where you're like, oh, the game's getting away or anything like that. So I think that's what's really good about this team is that they re- they're really bringing back that old Detroit feel of grind out and beat your opponent um, physically and then mentally. And we we talked about it before. Uh, we didn't know who was going to be able to help Mon uh, St. Brown. Everybody stepped to the plate, really. And Montgomery yeah, really actually did. Montgomery actually came out and made himself look like a true number one running back, like. Hey, he's like, hey, I'm out of, I'm out of, I'm out of Chicago. Please. <laughs> he looked better. Might might be an unpopular opinion, but he looked better in one game. To me, he looked better in one game than he did his entire career in Chicago. Uh, oh, I can't say that. He has some. I really told you it was. A, I told you I know, it was unpopular. I know. He has some big games in Chicago because he was the only player there for a little bit. that can do something. Were you just out? He can be a good Yeah, he came back. He early on he was struggling. He was probably the nerves, but he later as the game progressed, he definitely came back and started playing like we expected him to play as a first round pick. Yes. Yes. I would not be surprised if Aiden Hutchinson comes out and has two to three sacks this game. Just Who's gonna sole, stop him? <laughs> well, just for the sole fact that Charles Cross and Abraham Lucas are out. Just before we hopped on, the Seahawks signed 41-year-old Jason Peters. No, they so, didn't. I'm not shitting you, they did. <laughs> oh, my God, yes, they did. Wow. So, Holy shit. <laughs> wait, for, wait for this to pop off, man. It's, it's going to be bad. Also, one thing about Seattle is 
they depend so heavily on the run game to be their catalyst. And Detroit's defensive line was not really like it took Pacheco a while to really get it going. Well, yeah, and he, he didn't even he didn't even get going like like he like we would expect him to have gotten going. Yeah, right. Clyde Edwards him. sort of looked better in my opinion, but Pacheco had two really big runs overall. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and, and uh, obviously yeah. I think I already said uh, everybody lines. Yeah, <laughs> um, all yeah. that shit he talks. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, all hype, up, remember? It's all hype, remember? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, we got Colts versus Texans. This is going to be a really good matchup, actually, I think. Uh, I I, th- I think it I, is. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be a really good matchup. Uh, I think it's going to be a tough game for both teams. But I think, I think the Texans pull the win off here. I can right, see I it. I got the Texans winning this one. I got the Texans winning this one too. Um, I'm gonna go with the Colts, but I, I feel like it'll be probably like a field goal game, like three points or less, um, three, two, or one, depending. Um, it's gonna be really close, but this will be the first test for the, I guess, the future uh, quarterbacks of the, of the future game, um, which I really yeah. like when rookie quarterbacks go against each other um, and create sort of a. Uh, legacy rivalry. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it, 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 we saw them before. Uh, Peyton and uh, Brady, yeah, they played in the same division. It happened a lot. Um, and then we had uh, uh, Philip Rivers also in there, uh, but Big Ben and um, Eli also. So, I mean, stuff like that. Um, so, we have we have some in this this draft, thankfully. But I, I want to go with the Colts, like I said, a little bit. Um, Little bit over, but maybe three points. One to two, one, two or three points. Okay, uh, Braden, where are you going? I think D'Amico Rons gets his first win as a head coach in Houston, home opener. They come out. Will Anderson puts on a show. I think the biggest thing that's the X factor in this one is uh, the performance of CJ Stroud. I think he had a ton of rapport with uh, Robert Woods. That was kind of his safety blanket, and something that. I think a lot of people are discounting is Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce couldn't get it going against the Ravens. It's the Ravens defense. I understand that, but this should be a big Damian Pierce spot. I think that he'll really get it going against the Colts as much as I think that Anthony Richardson, if he had Jonathan Taylor, I might look to go the Colts way in this one, but still you're putting a lot on him early on. So give me the Texans at home. My other thing was that, like, he, I guess the Jaguars, Anthony Richardson still looked good, who I think have overall, in my opinion, a better defense than the Texans. And he still was able to hold his own um, in the, the pocket. defense really impressed me this week, man. They, no, no, for I, sure. I, they I, definitely were yeah. impressive. Yeah. Um, well, was, uh, I mean, I'm excited uh, to see what happens between both of these teams, really. Um, the Texans, I, I mean, I really want to see that young team blossom into something really, really special and uh, be contenders later on. And for the Colts, I do want to see them Anthony Richardson do good because everybody William Wallace said he was all hype because he was the, you know, the big, the new prototype quarterback. Yep, yep. Uh, Chad is also wanted, going. Combine, so. Well, yeah, and and there was the the question mark on how well he was going to actually do because he only he only played like a handful of games. 
or only started like a handful of games in college, right? Yeah, yeah Florida. Like a season in Florida, Loki. Like he played a season in like some change. I want to say. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was one of the COVID QB, so he was able to stay an extra year, and uh, it helped him out. I mean, Florida didn't. Florida themselves weren't great, but he was. Uh, he sufficed, I guess, <laughs> for what Florida was doing the last few yeah. season season and a half. But yeah, yeah. But no, I hope. To, I think this game might be might be the the game of the week. Maybe it's a contender. Definitely a contender. All right, uh, Chad is also going to go Colts here. Yeah, right. can Chad agreeing with me. <laughs> uh, next up, we got Chiefs versus Jaguars. Uh, big news here is. Chris Jones just signed a one-year extension, so he got some money. He will be on the field. Um, Travis Kelsey is still questionable. They said he's working through the knee injury, but not sure if he's going to play this game or not. Um, um, I don't think they should rush him. I know I love Travis Kelsey. Everybody knows this. I don't think they should rush it. It's his knee, and he's not young anymore. We talk about it all the time. He probably doesn't have many right. seasons left. Um let him relax. Yes, I know he wanted to be out there in that field. Um, even if he's hobbled, he'll still try to make plays, whatever. But against this Jacksonville team, I don't think that'd be smart. Mm-mm. Uh, but I'm going Chiefs to win this one. But I think it's going to be it's low-key going to be a, a really competitive game. Um, and we'll see if, if Chris Jones actually makes it as well we'll see if it, it'll see make a difference well he, but yeah yeah we'll just see how well he he does after sitting you know all of preseason and uh and week one so could be this will be, be rusty this will be his his first you know real test of actual football but I, i'm going chiefs to win i'm i'm going mm. I'm going Jaguars. I'm gonna say this is the upset of the week, and I'm gonna go with Jaguars. Would it really be upset for the, the team with a one uh, one win over the team with no wins would win? The underdog is always the uh, the really people think the Jacksonville are gonna, is gonna lose to the Chiefs. That's what the majority of people think. Therefore, that makes them the underdog. So I got the underdog winning this one. Okay. What do you think, Braden? Uh, really with this one, I think this is a get-back game for the Chiefs because I think the big outlier in last week's primetime game was it was the entire story was the wide receivers. I don't think that they drop as many balls going into this game. I mean... Did you see Kadarius Tony? <laughs> yeah, but still, I mean, like, he doesn't have to play. I mean, they've got other pieces. I mean, I still believe in my homes for sure, but... This will probably be your not your upset of the week, but I think it's the game of the week for sure. I do want to go Chiefs though. Okay. Uh, uh Roger. I'm gonna go, go Jaguars. Um, I still do not believe in any of the 47 receivers on that um Kansas City team. Um the, the, their quote unquote best receiver was Marquez Valdez Scantley with 48 yards. I mean <laughs> I do think Kelsey played this this week though i will say that i think they're gonna force him to play out there and he's gonna cause the the travis kelsey effect of just being out there causes more distraction and it's gonna open up other lanes but can they catch the ball is the question <laughs> that would be the yeah 
They have a team full of uh, Nelson Algamores out there. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, so that's a good trivia question. I want you to look this up, Roger, while we're going through the rest of the picks. Did the Chiefs receivers have the most drops of any team this week? Yes. Uh, this week? They definitely did. <laughs> Kadarius Tony had four by himself. Let me go look and see what they're... Roger, I think what? we just hit on everyone else's receivers because your receiver, your wide receiver wants Cortland Sutton. Get out of here. First of all, I don't hit on other teams' receivers. You gonna tell me that you tell me you wanna trust your life with the Kansas City receivers? That's not Travis Kelsey. I'm just defending Nelson Aguilar, man. Get out of here. <laughs> Why are you defending yeah. him? He's boo-boo. Get out of here. He's boo-boo. <laughs> All right, well, Roger's looking that stat up for us. Uh, we're going to zero for three. Uh, oh, uh, Chad also picked <laughs> Chiefs, uh, here, by of the way. Of course, he did. Uh, next up, we got Bears versus Bucks in Tampa Bay. Um, I, I, if anybody picks the Bears to win this, I might slap the shit out of you guys. Um, I'm going Bucks, I'm going Bucks. I already know I'm going Baker. <laughs> I think this Bucks defense is probably going to eat the hell out of Justin Fields. That's not going to end well. They got to prove right. it to me first. Uh, Chad is also going Buccaneers uh, on this one. So not many that we've uh all picked the same team actually this is only the s- third third game of of week two where we've all picked the same team to win so that's good uh next up we got chargers versus titans in nashville uh i i, I don't know what else to say uh, chargers win this one i charge I have no faith in Ryan Tannehill and the fact that they are not using Derrick Henry to run for whatever reason. I I, I don't I, I don't know if he's like got some kind of nagging injury that we don't know about or whatnot, but he did not look good in game one and they did not use him like they normally use Derrick Henry. Outsnapped Derrick Henry by like five. Do what? Aj Spears, the backup running back for the Titans, he actually outsnapped Derrick Henry by like five snaps. Wasn't necessarily getting the workload on all of it, but he still outsnapped him. That's that's insane. That is very insane. So, uh, uh, I'm. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm. I'm gonna say the Chargers looked good in defeat. The Titans did not look good in defeat. Um, Brian Tannehill is a shell of what he used to be. Why you're not letting Derrick Henry cook, I don't know. Um, and yeah, th- this is going to be one of those games where I hate to say this, but it could probably end in a two touchdown like game. It could probably be a two touchdown differential between these teams. But I am going to go Chargers to win this. I like the Chargers in this one. Just for the sole fact, I don't trust the Titans' offense whatsoever. It looks lethargic. They are all very, very much shells of their former selves. 
I don't I just don't trust them whatsoever. The Chargers offense looked very much intact. The uh the big keys that we do have to remember going into this one is if Austin Eckler sits and then also Mike Williams set a good portion out of last week, but that's nothing new. So Chargers take this one. Roger. I'm gonna go Chargers. Um I just I think they're a really good team overall, regardless. Um and like I said, that now that Herbert has more or new weapons here and there, um, he's going to keep finding ways to get the ball out there and do what he does best. Um, and we don't trust the Titans. Uh, they're going back to being the Titans of, I don't want to say uh, the Jeff Fisher era. Let's go with that. <laughs> hey, <Yeah. whoa. laughs> They went to the Super Bowl. Brother, this this is not 99. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. But that 99 team was was I, I they were they were holdovers from from the Oilers, so no, that they were also a better team. <laughs> yeah. They had Steve McNair, Eddie George, like they had a plethora of good guys. Javon Curse. Javon Curse, yes. Yes. So uh right uh Chad is also going Chargers here, so that's two in a row for us. Uh, next up, we got Giants versus Cardinals in Arizona. Who Where gives a shit versus this? who gives a fuck, basically. It's another oh, one of those oh, games. Oh. Uh, do, do, do the Giants bounce back and, and get their first win? Do the Cardinals actually pick up a win with a very depleted team? Um, I think Sam Howe uh, looked okay. Not Ooh. great. Sam Howe looked. Oh wait, no wait. What yeah, the yeah, Sam Howe. Yeah, Sam Howe from from Washington. You're talking about against the uh, against the Cardinals, right? Oh, yeah. okay. I was like, yeah. I don't know who Sam Howe's not on either of these fucking teams. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering you were confused because I got like you want against was, the, the Cardinals. No, that's what I'm saying. I was talking about how Sam Howe looked good against the Cardinals. Yeah, so I, mean, I, they, I know what so, you're talking so if about. It's, okay, thank you, Roger. Somebody actually knew what I was talking about. I knew. We just had to explain for the rest of the class. It's, it's our, y'all pick on me all the time. It's fine. Well, um, you. What I'm saying is, is that if this Arizona Cardinals team lost to, and not to say Sam Howell was bad, but he's not like top 20. He did have and a he, fucking horrible fumble. He did him. Yeah, that's true. But then again, the Giants lost bad. I guess so, a better team, though, overall. They, yeah, they lost against a better team. team. And we said that's going to be the probably the toughest division to begin with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be honest with you, I can't go that far yet. I'm, I'm, I'm still going to say the Giants, but it's going to be close. Like, Low scoring, like seven to ten kind of scoring game. Does it? I guess the Cardinals. Hell nah. Hell nah. Just so Giants are winning, but uh, both teams did not play good. I, I, I'm actually gonna go with the Cardinals to win this one. Shot. I the only man in America. Probably so. That means Um, the Giants are gonna win now. You know. You know that, right? They. More than likely they will, but I have to go <laughs> off of what I've seen on the field 
between the two teams from week one uh and i have the cardinals winning this one i don't have them winning by much uh but i think they played offensively and defensively better than the giants did in week one now yes the giants went up against a better team uh but they were still not even able to score a field goal nothing zero zip zilch the cardinals actually were fighting and didn't look terrible they looked bad but not terrible that's that's where i'm going with this uh so okay. i have the cardinals winning that, okay. that might be my hot take of the week but it definitely is i think when it comes down to this one this is another team that's going to bounce back uh the giants some people this is a spot where we can't overreact to week one 110 like we have to remember that that cowboys defense was something fierce and the giants are good daniel jones is a good quarterback you can't fault him too much for not having any time to fucking throw you know i mean dude had no shot so also cardinals, no receivers <laughs> yeah, i mean shit. the uh the commanders sorry the cardinals did not score a singular offensive touchdown I think when it comes to them having to drive down the field late in the game, Dobbs is not going to get the job done. Hollywood Brown is not going to get the job done. The pieces on that offense is not going to get the job done. The uh, The game is probably going to be won in the trenches. The Cardinals' D-line impressed me a lot, and if they can get after them like the, uh, the Cowboys did, then it could become a problem. But in a controlled area like the uh, the Cardinals' stadium, I do want to take the, uh, the Cowboys. Don't want to... I mean, I'm sorry. I want to take the Giants. Okay. I'm going to go with the Giants. Roger. I'm taking Giants. Same as um, Brady. I'm not going to overreact week one. They played a team that uh, just the, – the Cowboys was just out there. They played smarter and they played better overall. We saw it. Um, the same issue we talked about last season is this season. Who does Daniel Jones have to help him besides Saquon Barkley? And Saquon also gave up a fucking horrible fumble. Or what did he count as an interception? I couldn't remember. Interception. Yeah. Yeah, it counted as interception. Even though yeah. it was a fumble. But yeah. Um, I think this year they do bounce back. I think they're gonna play smarter and do less big throw attempts and try to clutter up the middle to um have like uh slot receivers gap out and open up uh for the out routes and flare routes and stuff, and then later on after they've tired down the um Cardinals defense and uh go for a long bomb. And obviously have yeah. Saquon punish the middle. It's going to be a big Darren Waller game. Calling it now. I mean, this one was a big Darren Waller game. He's the only one that seemed efficient, even though he's hobbled right now. <laughs> uh, Chad is... Tight ends. Do, do what? Cardinals struggle big time against tight ends. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chad is also going Giants here, so... Uh, and, and I will say that if the Giants win, I will gladly take this loss. Uh, I, I just I'm going by what I see from from week one to week two on, on my picks. So. I hope you're right, just so you can shove it in all of our faces. I hope you're right. I hope he's ro- I hope I hope he's wrong, so that way he can come back here and say, "Man, fuck the Cardinals." I'm no, still gonna say, say, "Fuck the Cardinals." I was gonna say, the fact that he's still going for the Cardinals is the most surprising thing to me. 
Yeah, but when you when he picks the Cardinals and they lose, it's got just a little bit more vitriol in it. It's funny as hell to me. But anyway. All right, moving on. Uh, we got next up 49ers versus Rams, and this is going to be wherever in the hell the Rams play. <laughs> Los uh, Angeles? So yeah, Los Angeles. So far. Stadium? Well, Eng- Englewood technically, but yeah. Englewood, yeah. Englewood? Uh, I, I do think the, the 49ers come out and win this game, though. Yeah, I do, too. Um, I definitely think that the uh, the defense of the 49ers is way better than the defense of the Seattle Seahawks. So, obviously, I don't know if they're – I don't know if uh, the, the Rams receivers – I can't pronounce their name to save my life uh, – will probably not have as easy of a time, I don't think. Um, but we'll certainly see what happens, but I'm still going to go 49ers to win it. All right. Brandon or Braden? Braden. Why did I say Brandon? (laughs) I like the, uh, I like the Niners in this matchup. I know the, uh, the Rams seem to have their number the past couple of matchups over the past couple of years, but like we said before, this is a depleted Rams team. And like you guys stated before, this Niners D-line is going to probably get after you a lot more than the Seahawks did. Uh, Matt Stafford did do great last week, but I think he did have a lot more time to throw than anticipated. So I do want to take the Niners in this one just because week one, they did look like the most complete, well-rounded team in the league. So I want to take them on this one. Roger? I'm going to give my answer and then I'm going to give you your stats on your trivia that you asked me, but okay. uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go 49ers. I, I said, they're probably going to be the the team in their, their division to, uh, or the conference, sorry, to be overall. Uh, they, they do look way more complete. Um, Christian McCaffrey definitely was the missing piece to that team to get over the hump. I think this year they may go to the Super Bowl. It, it may be, it may be their year this year, um, barring injury, because that's the thing about the 49ers, they get injured way too much at the wrong moments. Yep. Uh, and before you give those stats, Chad is also going 49ers. All right, so overall, only three teams had more, uh, quote-unquote, missed targets or and or drops, because it doesn't count them as, it says just missed targets. And right for sure um and one team tied them overall so the team that tied them was the dolphins but the dolphins threw way more than they did yes uh, yeah. and they also won so <laughs> <laughs> um after that the team that did worse than them was the Bengals in that monsoon um uh right they i can't really say anything because the browns through just a little bit less, but we're still able to complete overall more. Um, so it's not really an excuse of the rain. Um, after that, the Titans, and we know that it's the Titans. That's expected. But the one that surprised me, I didn't really think about it, but the Patriots, but they're so throw-heavy, it sort of makes sense now that I think about it. Um, they had yeah. 19 missed targets, or missed slash drops. Um, the Chiefs had 16. The Dolphins had 16. Then the Bengals had 17, and the uh, Titans had 18. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, All right. 
Lions only have 10. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they didn't have the most... I, I, I would say they probably had the most dropped. They had the most passes. crucials. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, moving on from there, we're going to go uh, Jets versus Cowboys. Uh, as, as much as it pains me to say this, the Cowboys win. You're going out with all your seed teams, bro. I, yeah, I am. <laughs> I am. Um, I'm going to go with Cowboys. That that defense is going to eat Zach Wilson alive. Like he, how he he's Cougars out on the prowl. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Mill Hunter. Do 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 do. But no, um, the Cowboys definitely. Showed everybody that they are. This is they're they're going to try and win this year, no matter what. Um, making a big statement against the Giants. Let um, that man live. Let that man live. Oh God, that's so delayed. <laughs> uh, this will. Yeah, go ahead. This will actually. I do have the Cowboys winning, but it will be close. I think the big difference in this one is going to be. Uh, Dak making mistakes against the Jets defense because we saw Josh Allen, who's a another worldly tier above. Uh, let's see who forgot what I was saying, but we saw Josh Allen make tons of mistakes against this Jets defense. So I anticipate uh, tons of mistakes from crap, ooh, the Jets. Yes, I expect lots of mistakes <laughs> from Dak Prescott in that one, but I do have the uh, the Cowboys winning. Oh, you already know, Cowboys. Sorry, right, Skip Bayless, calm down over there. <laughs> uh, Chad is also going Cowboys here. Uh, so so next up we got the uh, Washington Football Team versus the Denver Broncos. This is in Denver. Roger, I'm going to let you uh, start off since the Broncos are your team. I mean, we didn't really play badly. It's, it's the same thing I talked about earlier. We, we we get to these games where it's like a one-point game, a one-score game, and it just irritates me because it's like we do it well, but then we make that one mistake that just puts it away. Um, I do think, though, that it being Sean Payton's like second week and really understanding the team with what he's got now, seeing him live in action against other teams. I think he's going to make the key switches where he needs to. Um, I'm going to go Denver. Um, let's just say within a score, um, within six or less. Okay. I'm also going to go with Denver to win this game as well. I like Denver in this one. I don't think the, uh, the commanders really impressed me all that much with their offense. I think Denver's defense is the key matchup in this one. And the commanders at elevation, I don't think will fare very well. Uh, I don't trust Russ all that much, so it's really pick your poison in this one. But I think it comes down to coaching. Sean Payton versus Ron Rivera, I do want to take the Broncos at home. Uh, I'm also going Broncos uh, for all the same reasons that you guys have said. Uh, you know, Sean Payton's got he's got game actual game time footage, so he'll be able to, you know, replan and and adjust to the way that he will see fit. Um, also, uh, Washington playing at 
Denver's elevation. They're not used to that. So, you know, there's a reason why they call it mile high. Also, Brady, so, you made a mistake when you were talking about the coaches. We we know who Washington's actual coach is. What was what was the over under? Did we say four games for Ron Rivera? Yeah. Five. Yes. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Four. <laughs> um. So and and Chad is also going Broncos here. God, so. I'm stop picking my the teams I'm picking so I can talk shit to him. <laughs> uh, you can talk shit to him <laughs> if the Ravens win, if the Jaguars win, and that's it so far. I know he's he's over here trying to just grab on my nuts and hang on for dear life. <laughs> uh, next up, so this is our Sunday night football game. We got Dolphins versus Patriots in Foxborough. Um. I think the Dolphins win. They they <laughs> looked a whole lot better. I, there's no way that they go into Foxborough and lose unless they just completely 100% shit the bed and forget that they're even playing a football game. So, Which is thing, still likely to happen, to be honest with you. So what's weird about this game is that the betting line only has Miami win by two and a half. Yep. Which makes no sense at all to me. No fucking sense. Am I missing something on the Patriots' defense or something? Because uh, I I don't understand how it's that close of a game. Are um, they just going by past where the Dolphins have struggled in Foxborough? That would that, be they, yeah. That's that they have to be going by by past performances. Yeah, I'm, because in the past I'm, we played against Tom Brady, who was. But no, it doesn't even make Top sense. Top three all time. You know? We say that it doesn't make sense because I, I guess maybe they're going to history because it's definitely not by the performance. Because, I mean, they only the better line only has Green Bay beating the Falcons by two, but we definitely know that's not going to be the case either. Right. Like it's just, I mean, I, I don't know, but the Dolphins are, unless Tua gets a concussion or Tyreek Hill hurts himself, I don't see the Dolphins really being within – 10 of the Patriots. Yeah. Uh, call it a homer pick if you want to, but I'm going Dolphins. It I can't be a like... homer pick when you don't usually pick them. Shut up. <laughs> Y'all always say, see, I knew this was going to happen. I knew this was going to happen. You if picked, I picked the Chargers the Dol- last no, week. No, no. If I, and if I had picked the Dolphins, you would have said, oh, it's a homer pick. <laughs> I picked if the I Denver pick Broncos the Dolphins, almost all the time. All right. <laughs> I think with my head, not my heart. And look, and look what I got you last week. I mean, I mostly picked the Texans. I mostly picked with my heart, and I am in second place this season right now. And I won last season. It's week one. <laughs> but I say, you won by one point last week. All right, whatever. But, uh, it doesn't right. matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Or a mile, winning is winning. I you get, didn't have I your it. team. I got it. I got it. I got it. I like the Dolphins in this one. It really comes down to the matchup against the the Patriots defense. I did. I did tell you guys the uh, the Eagles Patriots matchup was going to be a lot closer than anticipated, and I really think that the the Patriots were one first down away from that win. And if Keyshawn Booty would have got his foot in, I really think the Patriots would have won and upset upset him. Honestly, but really, I don't think that Christian Gonzalez and the youth of the Patriots defense is really going to hold up very well against this high powered 
Dolphins offense. I mean, no Who's defense not- can probably slow this down except the Cowboys or maybe the Niners. So it's unless you have an offense high powered enough to stop them, well, to keep up with them, you're probably not going to win. And the Chargers have a high powered offense and still going to win. So I got the Dolphins here. Yeah. Roger? That's the Dolphins already. I thought so. Uh, Chad is also going Dolphins here, so you don't get to talk shit to him <laughs> on this game. Uh, now, in week two, we have two Monday night football games. It's a doubleheader. Uh, first one up is Saints versus Panthers. Um, I'm going Saints here. Uh, I don't think that... Uh, the the Saints just showed me a little something more last week than the Panthers did. Uh, I mean, Bryce Young looked good, but that's about it on on that Panthers offense. Uh, their defense didn't look terrible, but didn't look good, uh, if that makes any sense. So I'm going Saints here. Um, I'm going to go Saints. Uh, the Falcons beat the Panthers, and the Saints definitely are better performers than the Falcons, in my opinion. Um, I think Derek Carr is getting used to his team. I mean, he didn't play badly. Um, he was three five with one touchdown, one interception. Um, I just don't think right now the Saints have a run game, and that's what they usually depend on is a good, consistent run game to open up lanes, um, to get the you know, open options for the play action. And their car is really good when it comes to play action. So maybe this week they, they drop something better. Um, but I still think they're going to win pretty handily. Um, I'm actually surprised this is a Monday night game, to be honest. The Dolphins-Patriots would have been better, in my opinion. I like that it's Sunday night and I can actually watch it. Um, but <laughs> if I'm going with if – if we're talking about just this one, I got the Saints. I think the Saints overall – Expect Chris Olave to have a monster game again against this team. <laughs> yeah, again, yeah, yeah. Expect him just to go crazy. So yeah, I'm gonna go definitely Saints on this one. I like the Saints for sure. I think they get after Bryce Young early and often, and they they throw him a lot of stuff that the Falcons did not show him. This Saints defense is legit, and uh, even though Alvin Kamara is not there, I think Jamal Williams gets the job done. It's not to the extent of production of Alvin Kamara, but still, I, I love what this offense has to offer with Olave and the rest of the guys. So, Derek Carr settles in here on the road and gets the win against the Panthers. Kamara comes back week five, is that correct? Yes, he's out yes. first. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I actually expect Mike Thomas to create issues in the um, on uh, for the defense simply by just always going on a break streak, leaving that middle open for um, uh, Rashid uh, Shahid. Um, I think he's really going to take advantage of that uh, piss poor Panthers zone in the middle. That Panthers defense actually looked pretty solid. It's just. They're, yeah, but their zone is not that good. <laughs> All they got back there is Von Bell. That's it. And he he's not. And, and he's not, he's not the really same playing. Von Bell. <laughs> he's not the same Von Bell he was in Cincinnati. Nope. Dave Brian Burns. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And our final game of the Wait, week. Did you say chess pick? He, Saints. <laughs> our final game of the week is Browns versus Steelers. This is going to be in Pittsburgh. Where are you guys going? 
Uh, or do, Browns, or do you want me to give mine first? I'm going to go Browns. Um, the Steelers I actually went under my expectations for them, and I did not have high expectations to begin with. Um, I set the bar low for them, and they somehow limboed under that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Um, Nick Chubb is still Nick Chubb, though. So just hand him the ball. If you want to win, let Booby spin. That's all you got to do. <laughs> uh, I, I'm also going Browns on this. Uh, I mean, they balled out in a monsoon, and the Steelers had clean, clear field to play in and couldn't do anything. Now they were playing against the 49ers, so that that could be indicative of something, but I just don't have faith in the Steelers this year. Yeah, but I mean, the Browns defense is still a good defense, too. Oh yeah, yeah. So they're gonna go. Miles Garrett's gonna be, he's gonna take off Kenny Pickett's helmet too. <laughs> so put it on his shelf next to Mason Rudolph's. <laughs> hey, is, is 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 old Ducky still with the Steelers? I think so. Isn't he? Isn't he third string? Mason, on Mason Rudolph. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He's still there. He's still there. Yep, he's third string. Shucky Ducky quack All quack. Right. All right. Uh, Talon, where are you going? I'm going Browns. But last week they just showed me something different. Uh, I like the fact that they use a lot. They are utilizing Nick Chubb a whole lot better than they have in previous years. Um, Deshaun Watson has stepped his game up a bit, and they still got good good wide outs. They got Cooper. They got Peoples Jones. So they do have and Miles Garrett on the defense, and the, the defense itself has, for some reason, come alive. You know what I mean? And it was really interesting to see how it played against Cincinnati last week. I think it's going to be something similar to this. I think, believe it or not, after this week, the Browns are going to be 2-0. It's strange. <laughs> it's been a long time since we've had that. You know? Been done with Baker. Quit yourself. How long ago was that? A couple seasons. Yeah, three years no, ago. It was. Four years, maybe? Three years is a long time in the NFL, though. I like the Browns in this one for sure. Uh CMC gave Pittsburgh all sorts of problems on the on the ground last week, and even against a uh, a good Bengals defense, Nick Chubb was just breaking off run after run after run, and yep. I I expect nothing different. And Deshaun Watson, as much I as I dislike the guy, he really exceeded my expectations of how just how well he ran the offense and just what Kevin Stefanski had schemed up in that game. So. I think big time in this game is going to come down to the uh, the ground game with Nick Chubb and the D-line getting after Kenny Pickett and them making mistakes just like they did in week one. So I do want to take the, uh, the Browns in this one on the road. It is hard going against the Steelers at home with Mike Tomlin, but they just look so putrid and awful week one. So, All right. Do y'all, so uh, do y'all... Go ahead. Do y'all think that if Mike Tomlin – because Mike Tomlin – has been known like we talked about it uh right before the season started that mike tomlin does have this weird way of getting his team to you know come back with wins and he always has somewhat of a good season is there a possibility that mike tomlin could be on the chopping block if no. his, if the steelers don't do good this year no okay i i don't think so because this would be if he if they have a losing season this year, this will be the first losing season Mike Tomlin has ever had as the Steelers head coach. 
So yeah. I don't think one losing season is indicative of or it puts him on the chopping block at all. Wait, but didn't they have a losing season last year? Nope. No. Nope. Nope. They were 500. They huh? They were both 500. Okay. So they, 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 didn't make, they didn't make the playoffs, but they hit, didn't have a losing season. Yeah, they weren't going to make the right. playoffs to get that division, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, everybody get ready to ride Chad's ass, Paul's, because uh, he's going <laughs> with the Steelers. <laughs> he is going with the Steelers to win this game. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. So, um, that's that was the final game for, for week two. Um, What's y'all's prediction for game of the week? Uh, I think we kind of already said uh, Texans, Colts, Chiefs, Jaguars, uh, possibly 49ers, Rams, and maybe Dolphins, Patriots. Chiefs, Jags is definitely my game of the week. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say Chiefs, Jags. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick by with my pick of uh, Colts Texans just so that that rookie rookie matchup it may be a sloppy game but it's still gonna be exciting and um, we're gonna see out of these rookies who's gonna take that step up of being the, the alpha I guess yeah so yeah. it's gonna be very interesting to see what uh what happens this week uh. Like the, 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 I think this is the week where we find out like what game was a fluke, what game was real. Is this team for real? Is that team just eh, it just happened? Like this is where you kind of like it's normally the first like four weeks is kind of like the feeling out process, and then you start to see like wait the Lions are undefeated after four weeks or hey the, wait the Browns are undefeated after four weeks oh they're coming up on the tough part of their schedule wait they're still undefeated what the hell you know. And then your opinion changes week after week. I know I just use those teams as examples. I'm not saying the Browns are going to go undefeated. I wasn't going to say that. I I just say it's kind of messed up to say fluke wins for teams. Um, One team came prepared and capitalized more than the other team. I'm not going to say the flukes because, I mean, if if that's the case, everybody's like, oh, the Lions for the fluke win. But if they win consistently, it's still a fluke win. And, I mean, it's just stuff like that. if, yeah. the, if the Cowboys don't blow people out by 40 points or more, was that a fluke? Like, stuff like that. I mean, just, like, situational stuff just happened. Because, um, I mean, yeah. the Dolphins didn't win. It wasn't a fluke win. They they capitalized. They did what they were supposed to do. Yeah. Right. I I do personally think with, with how the NFL takes the preseason now, I mean, they, they look at the preseason basically as – a joke or whatnot. I, I think you really have to wait until week four to mm-hmm. see how good these teams are. And, and not saying that they're they're bad in you know the first couple of games or whatnot, but you know, you, you gotta think a lot of times during the preseason the the starters aren't playing. You right. know, so they're not getting they're not getting that game time feel. They're not getting you know the the reps that they normally would because they've already been pegged as the starter uh so the the continuity of the team isn't really there and it takes a couple of weeks 
for that continuity to to get in and that's not saying you know i i don't think that the lions beating the chiefs was a fluke win the lions had a better game plan i don't think right. that the browns beating the the bengals was a fluke win you know that they, they just they just came more prepared if there was anything that was a fluke win it would have been the jets bills game but there was a lot of the, the bills had a lot of penalties uh a, you know, josh allen yep josh allen threw three interceptions had a fumble um i do think that just watching that game i think that that his elbow is not at 100% he he can say it is i don't think that it is just by watching him the in the way that he was throwing the ball in in that game but you know we'll see so quick yeah, question definitely. before we close it out um is so for now on if the jets lose a game can we put asterisks by them since aaron Rodgers isn't playing i mean we have to you yeah. know we have to by uh i don't by even by mike that. mike tarico by his yep. standards yeah. I, I mean, I I forgot his name so quickly because I don't give a shit what he says. Um, mm-hmm. But by his standards, you, you have to put an asterisk next to it because their best player, quote unquote, is not on the field. Yep. So, you know, if we're going to do that for, for the Chiefs because their, quote unquote, best offensive and best defensive player weren't on the field, you know, they, they get an asterisk next to that loss. That's bullshit. Uh, oh, I agree a hundred percent. I don't understand. Like yeah. somebody says something that's like, oh, no Kelsey, no problem. How about no Kelsey, no offense? How about that? Can we say that? I mean I, I, I think even with Kelsey, there's not much offense as long as the receivers continue to play the way that they played game one. That's what I'm saying. Kelsey is the only offense that they have as far as receiving goes. Yeah. Well, my thing is like that's that's the thing though. He draws in so much attention that the other guys don't have to go for such big plays all the time that they're able to just do small in and outs or curls and stuff, and then make right. plays happen after the catch. But you got to catch the ball first to make a, a play with the catch. So yeah. Braden, you got anything left to say about week two? Uh, I think the biggest thing about week one, like you guys stated, is uh, a lot of these guys have not played in eight months. You know, this is their first action. A lot of these guys, a lot of, a lot of head coaches are completely keeping the, their starters out of preseason action. And the only real looks they get are live practices against other teams, you know. And if your team doesn't get that, then you're just screwed. So definitely don't completely overreact to week one. I mean, this is essentially low-key preseason week four, you know. So, tread lightly. Remember a lot of these things from last year. These, like, something I'll point out is, like, the Giants. The Giants are still a good team. Like, just don't overreact. Tread lightly. Yep. Yep. All right. Yep. Well, with that being said, please do not leave without leaving a like, comment, share, and subscribe on Spotify and right here on YouTube. What, sir? I was waiting on you. All right, all right. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get it right one day, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, uh, 
Make sure you check us out on all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Make sure you check out streamlabs.com forward slash movement radio forward slash merch. Go copy some merch. And as always, check out movementradio.us, your one-stop shop for all things movement radio. I am Chip Hazard. I'm Talon Williams. I'm Roger Sierra. And I'm Braden Howard. And this is Movement Radio. God's plan.